Hello and you're very welcome to this week's On Track with Talking Dogs. My name is Rory Burke. My guest this week hails from the UK. He's a huge interest in greyhound racing. He's co-founder of Greyhound Trader. My guest is James Corden. Uh, James, thanks for joining us on this week's podcast. Hi Rory, thank you for having me. You're very welcome, I suppose. Just to start off, tell us a little something about your own background. So obviously I'm James and uh, my dad's Nathan Corden, who... uh, used to run Nottingham Ground Stadium and now is a consultant at Toaster. And then my uh, granddad was Terry Corden as well, who was he used to run Nottingham and Derby Grounds and then had a bit in Ireland as well. So growing up in Grounds through family. So, And also growing up, no doubt, a huge interest in horse racing. Yeah, obviously. Uh, my dad, when I was growing up, he was working at uh, the horses. So I kind of grew up at several races. So that's really where... The horses came from. I was always there, near enough every week. And as you mentioned there, greyhounds are really in your blood with your granddad. 1991, I think, is when he won the Derby. Yeah, Ballinderry Ash, if that's right. Um, yeah, it starts. I actually have the uh, trophy for that in my bedroom at home. Brilliant. And of course, you mentioned there, he had plenty of other success on both sides of the Irish Sea. Yeah, I mean, my favourite one would be, just one I remembered would be uh, Tim Baz in the Steel City Cup. I think it was 2017. That's probably my first real memory where I can kind of remember and enjoyed ground racing. So growing up, there must have been a lot of greyhound talk around the kitchen table. Uh, I wouldn't say too much, as my mum's not actually into it too much. So we kind of, um, me and my dad would talk about it a lot, but around the family kitchen, not too much. <laughs> and of course, <laughs> right now you have a huge association, as you mentioned there, with Toaster. Yeah, yeah, so my dad's obviously, he's a consultant at Toaster, but he, do, he does do a lot, and uh, especially around getting English Derby and now running that, it, it is good, and it's good for me as well, because I can kind of, I see everything going on behind the scenes, and know which dogs are coming and which aren't, so it is good for me. And absolutely, of course, it's a superb venue, as we all know. Yeah, it is. I know people have their reservations about it, but there's nowhere better in England for Derby, and I mean, Derby final night last year, even though it was under COVID, it was the amount of people there and the night, it was great. And you're in Ireland at the moment, I believe, James? Yep, yeah, yeah, I'm currently at Pat Buckley, so I'm just a year off from university now, and um, I wanted to learn more about Greyhound, so couldn't really come to a better place to learn, and it's, it's been great so far. And what are you studying at university? I'm doing sports business, so I've just done two years, and then I'll have another year when I go back next year, but ultimately it will be Greyhound, I kind of want to get into and, of course, you couldn't pick a better man to uh, be with at the moment. No, no, it's, it's great. I think I've been here for two months already. I've just got one more month now up until Christmas time, really. But just just the small details that he goes into is, is phenomenal. And, of course, he's having tremendous success as well this year. Yeah, we're, we're doing well in the leisure as well at the moment. We're, what, we've got three through now to the quarters, so go well. And then we'll be up at Shelbourne on Saturday night as well for the National Puppy Stakes, so... Good year so far, I think, for them. And as you mentioned there, you're studying sports business management, which ties in nicely with the venture that you're the co-founder of, uh, Greyhound Trader. Yeah, exactly. Uh, the sales company in England, it's going really well and definitely using my everything I've learned from uni into it. But it, I've got my dad as well into it, so he, he knows everything anyway. So it is good between us. And explain exactly what it is. So it's like, like match sales. We run a sales company so we do monthly track sales really around country we do Monmore, Hove, Toaster 
uh, Romford really, so 40 to 50 grounds on a day and we sell them in an auction. Sales in Ireland were very healthy over the summer, is yeah. it the same in the UK? Yeah, very healthy, I mean I think uh, we sold uh, over 250 greyhounds since April and uh, a lot of them have been, the sales have been over £70,000 so there's a lot of interest in buying greyhounds definitely. Which, of course, is brilliant, and a lot of um, Irish dogs, as you know, get purchased by UK owners and trainers. Yeah, I think I think the best thing about the sales as well is for breeders. It, it lets people have confidence that they can sell their greyhounds and get the money that they deserve for what they do. And is the process easy, sending the dog over from Ireland to, to the UK? Yeah, it's it's very easy, actually. All, the need, all we ever need is a picture of the front of the book, so we get the earmarks and everything like that, and then just sort out transport, and that's it, really. Come for the day and do the trial and on the bench. So greyhound racing in the UK is in a healthy state at the moment. Yeah, I would say so. I think I think the prize money needs to go up though, but there's definitely a big interest and people do want the best for the sport. So I think eventually we'll we'll get there where people want. But um, the derby though, compared to Ireland, obviously is 175,000 pounds in England compared to the 125 euros here. So. In that sense, it is it is good. And what sort of crows are attending tracks? So I wouldn't know for everyone, but I know Tosa. On, they do the opens on a Sunday afternoon, and I do know that they get a good crowd there. So, and I would suspect, especially for the main you Cat One finals, you would get a decent crowd wherever they are. And greyhound racing, of course, hugely popular on both sides of the RC, as we say. You keep a very close eye what's happening here in Ireland, no doubt. Yeah, definitely. I think. Everyone who wants to buy a good dog would have to come to Ireland to kind of find it, especially you're looking at the unraced stakes, which we don't have in England, but all the English owners would be watching every kind of unraced stake over here, looking for the next one to win over in England. And this series of podcasts is all about young people getting involved in the sport. Here in Ireland over the past number of years, a lot of young people have got involved, uh, James, and a lot of them are having tremendous success. Is it the same in the UK? Yeah, I think there are enough young people in it. I know... Uh, I think you can start handling at 16, really. So that's one of the problems with younger people not being able to get into it in England. I think over in Ireland, you can handle a dog at whatever age, whereas England it is 16. But there are plenty of young people. We could probably do with more, but they'll come, I'm sure. So with a course, and can you think of anything maybe that might encourage more young people in? Uh, I think they could probably do some sort of apprenticeship scheme. I think that would do well. I mean, there's no real way, unless you know someone to get into the game. I think that's the only really way you can get in. So the GBGB could set up something and get young people in that way after college or something. I think that may may work. And here, of course, they're doing tremendous work around uh, social media to promote the sport, which seems to be working big time with the younger people. Yeah, I think I think you have to, especially I think Twitter is the main place for Greyhounds. I think you need to get on there and get people looking at it and just seeing. And that's the way they can, the only way they can explore opportunities. As you mentioned, you're based with uh, Pat Buckley, uh, watching how training is done here. Does it differ greatly to the way it's handled in the UK? I wouldn't know too much, to be fair, because it's kind of my first real job and venture into it. But um, I know there would definitely be differences in Ireland compared to England. I think it's just the way the dogs are prepped here and stuff, it's just, it is completely different. It is top level. Of course, uh, racing is in the blood here in Ireland for, for most people, but it's great to hear that it's um, popular in the UK as well. Yeah, yeah it is good. And like, like I said, uh, everyone in England is watching Ireland to try and get the next dog. So there's definitely plenty of people in England always watching. And at Tosa, 
like the crowds on a Sunday, it is good. So there's definitely interest in England. And your main ambitions at the moment is maybe to take out your own trainer's license? Uh, probably not training. I, I love my breeding. I love breeding. I'm always on greyhound data looking at pedigrees and stuff. So um, we've got we've got a few bitches myself, me and my dad, and we've got a few young pups on the ground. So I love my breeding. I think I'd get into that. Breeding, of course, hugely interesting, isn't it? Yeah, it is. Just looking at how work, crosses work and... Bit, I, love, I love a bit. It's a bit of a gamble having to pick a sire and hoping it works out well. That's the kind of thing I like. So uh, it's definitely. I think that's what I want to get into. The first pups really. They just come up to thirteen months old. So we we've got a sister to uh, Skywalker Logan, and her first pups were to do direct wildcat. So we're hoping we've we've got two. We've got a dog and a bitch from that. So we're hoping we're hoping one of them turns out decent enough. As you mentioned there, it is a bit of a gamble, but when it works out, the thrill is unbelievable. Yeah, and I know even from here, with like Sing Along Sally being a homebred, they just get a different buzz out of it. They just love it. Sing Along Sally, she really is something special, isn't she? She is. In Freak in the Leisure, I don't think she ran to her best, but she's still winning. I think I think she could go a long way. In. And of course, um, here in Ireland, the country is awash with talented trainers, but it's the same in the UK, to be fair. Yeah, yeah, you've definitely got your... Good trainers in England too. I mean, you look at Patrick Janssen and Kevin Hutton and Mark Wallace. They are they are at the top of the game and they are they're winning plenty of Cat Ones. So hopefully, some of them can make the venture over to the Night Stars, well Winter Festival now as we're calling it, and take on some of the Irish. And it's brilliant as well, of course, in the UK that it gets a lot of media coverage. Yeah, yeah, it is good. I know we do get a lot of media coverage in England, and especially like the Derby, it was in a lot of newspapers and everything. So it is real good. So. As far as you're concerned, the future for Greyhound Racing is very, very bright on both sides of the IRC. You'd like to hope so. I mean, you just have to worry in England, tracks closing down. But it's good that Oxford's going to be reopening in February. And so that's a good step forward. And hopefully that can take off. And hopefully, you never know, there might be some other new tracks reopen. Yeah, that's what I thought about attracting more people into the venue. But... Yeah. Um, the other good thing, I suppose, the other positive thing is that it, it's really up to all of us involved in the greyhound racing industry to promote it the best way we can. Yeah, yeah, I think definitely promoting it online and, like we said earlier, with social media, that that's the way you need to go. And if we can promote it that way and get people in, then they'll have to open new tracks because there's so much demand for it. And people that don't know too much about greyhound racing, they really don't just understand the amount of work and care that goes into it. No, no, and I think... They just don't understand the thrill of it either. I think a lot of people who are in the game, it's just, it's hard to explain how, how good it is. It is. And James, as you mentioned a little earlier, uh, we're all looking forward, of course, uh, to the Winter Racing Festival at Shelburne. And you have an involvement there as well. Yeah, yeah. So me and my dad, we decided to sponsor a race on the night. So it's great for us to get involved and uh, have our first sponsorship in Ireland. So I think we'll be doing the 575 race. It'll be called Buy and Sell Grounds online at groundtrainers.com. 575 and we're really looking forward to the night yeah james it'll be a fantastic night to be fair yeah it will, will be great i know some of the greyhounds that will be on show that night will be some of the best in the country and we, we can't wait just to be there and be a part of it listen james thanks for taking time out to join us on this week's podcast can i wish you the very very best of luck and uh, the very best of luck particularly with greyhound trader Thank you for having me. Thank you. You're very welcome, James. Thanks. That's it from this week's On Track with Talking Dogs. My thanks once again to James, and my thanks to you as always for listening. My name is Rory Burke, inviting you to join me again next week right here for a brand new On Track with Talking Dogs.